Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, hitting you with the crown topic of the day. We started the show a couple hours ago talking about Steve Cohen and the Mets. And while I don't love it, just as a fan, because every year you want to go into the season thinking your team can win it all, and I know the Mets cannot, while I don't love their plan, BT, right now, or love the fact that they're not going all in this year, I understand it. I can accept the fact that even if they wait for Solaire's market or J.D. Martinez's market to come down, I don't think they're getting those guys because they're going to get ultimately more than what the Mets are willing to spend at this point. And I, I understand it with the luxury tax threshold, the Steve Cohen tax, and you know, 110% of every dollar they spend beyond it. It's unfortunate that the Mets had gone all in in years past and failed. But I understand and am accepting of this plan for one season. And I'm very surprised that you're doing it. Uh, I think the Mets fan right now is... First of all, I can't get that baseball card lost out of my head. Like, it's actually it's bothering me. It's bothering me. I did what I had like, to there's do. There's some games even coaching my son and the other kids. Like, they're, like the game will, will linger in the car like, with me, not, yeah, not in front of yeah, my kids. Right. I can't shake this one. That, that, that bothered me. That could be a series switcher It bothers right there. me. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> The um, the direction of the Mets, to me, is just so unclear. And I, I see parts of the plan. You know, I, I see you know, remnants of their vision, but then I see it offset by something that doesn't lead into the plan. And what I don't understand is the Mets fan right now, get ready for, you know, two weeks away, Port St. Lucie. I know many of you will go down there, get away from, you know, the cold, get away from work, take a vacation, who are you going to watch besides, you know, Pete and Lindor and, you know, maybe one other guy? Obviously, Diaz being back is great. But it's just amazing that the um, the abrupt nature of, of, of the pivot from Cohen. Now, I do believe, and, you know, again, there's nuance here, so I want to be fair. I do believe eventually Cohen gets back to being that aggressive uh, and that, that, that pursuit of a championship. But right now, there are moves out there that the Mets could make that will elevate them this year and put them... I believe, in the playoff race. Because if they don't do that, which they're not, which I don't understand, they're not going to the playoffs. And Met fan expected more and deserves better. This team's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, it's going to be painful again for another year. But I do believe in the long-term plan. And all those guys that are out there, while they might make the team better in the short time for a short term, short term for a year, I don't believe that those are the best moves to be making 
long term. Look, I get it. I, I get. I want to see the Mets win. And if all things go their way, they might be competing for a playoff spot with an 84-85 win season. But generally, things don't go as planned or, or everything goes in their favor. And you look at their rotation, it's thin. Their bullpen, even with adding Deekman today, is thin. I mean, it's better than it was a week ago after they get out of Eno and Deekman in there now. But it's still not like this is and, – and the, the biggest issue, BT, is that there's a letdown from the expectations going into the last two seasons. Last two seasons, it felt like, hey, the Mets could go to the World Series, certainly last year. And now you're it, – it's, it's a far drop-off from that. But I think Mets fans have to understand, because of the way Cohen has operated the majority of time since he's been here, he's got the team's best interest at heart here. He's going to do whatever he can to build them into a winner, and he believes this is the best way forward. How much better would you feel about the vision? And let Stearns handle that stuff that he's doing and you know that he did in Milwaukee and he's bringing here. But how much better would you and every other Mets fan feel, you know, opening weekend or opening day, the first three first three game series, you know, you trot out in succession Snell, Senga, you know, and hopefully for you guys, like a rejuvenated Severino. Well, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. really sure who's going to be mm-hmm. three yet, but, you know, and you look over third base and you got a real vet. You have a real third baseman. That'd be a, nice. I mean, a guy who hits bombs, a guy who can pick it as well as anybody. Matt Chapman's a phenomenal you know, historically good fielder. He's that good. You know, Nettles, Brooks, Mike Schmidt when he was young. He's that good of a third baseman. I don't get it. Instead, you're going and you're going to watch a lot of question marks. Now, that doesn't mean the question marks don't favorably turn. They could. They they, they might. And I'm sure some of them will. But, man, him taking a pass on really almost cementing his team's viability this year is stunning to me. Yeah. Stunning. It, it is disappointing to accept. Again, going like we want to be excited. Pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. Everybody wants to be excited about the season and the expectations, even though the results may not follow, right? They didn't, yeah, 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 sure. They, they didn't a year ago for either team. The results just weren't there. The expectations were. But we didn't be, think that going in. That's what I'm saying. Met fans are thinking that going in. We could have said Subway Series. We were saying Subway Series last year. This could be it. Yankees, Mets back at, back out of the game. Both teams with the highest of expectations. The results did not follow. This year going in, the Mets have minimal expectations, which is good because maybe they could exceed it. But even if they do, it's still not going to be good enough. My issue is that I'm accepting it with the understanding of the year after is going to be back to being all in again. I will not accept anything less from all in on the top of the what market. What if you whiff on Soto? Well, because I mean, that's the all in move. Yeah, but there are other pitchers there as well. Soto's the move. Soto's the power flex. You screw the Yankees. You get a 25-year-old in his prime lefty stud. That is the power flex. What if you whiff? Uh, I guess it depends on the reason, but ultimately, if they don't get him, it's going to be a problem. Now, I haven't even, like, we've thought about it and joked about it, and that would be the the move that I want the Mets to make. Dude, the problem is their core is an issue. Yep. Alonzo is a... Not a problem, but, like, it's something they need to figure out. Like, that's a major question mark that they need to resolve this year and then in the next offseason. Then they need pitching. Like, the, that's and that's part of why I'm okay with this because I don't really think Blake Snell is going to make a difference or even Matt Chapman. Now, if you, you tell me they signed Montgomery, I think Montgomery could be part of the solution in three, four years. So that would make sense where it's not just a, you're looking to patch things up this year. He's yeah. a guy that could help you moving forward as well. I want to read you something real yeah. fast, and then obviously we'll get back yeah. to these calls, of course. 877-337-6666. So 
To me, this is a good example of how we are paralyzed by analytics or general commentary that hijacks, I think, in a lot of times, the reality of what we actually watch. I'm just going to read this from, from an article. Snell won the, this is about Blake Snell. Snell won the NL Cy Young Award with one of the most dominant seasons we've seen in years. He posted a 1.20 ERA over his final 23 starts. Bob Gibson is the only one to have a better mark over 23 starts in a single season. That went down in, in 68. He led all NL starters in ERA, ERA plus, hits per nine innings, and pitchers war. Somehow, he has not sniffed a deal. I know he's not perfect. He doesn't go deep. I, he labors. What mm-hmm. happens when his stuff is diminished? I, I, I understand that. But the reality of what happened last year is that Blake Snell was untouchable and as good as basically anybody based on that 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 um that that right. stat, Bob Gibson. So are we overthinking and and paralyzing our minds with analysis that doesn't apply? The guy's a whore. He's a beast. Right. I just don't think he fits the Mets right now. I do think he fits the Yankees a lot better. Yeah, you just he, don't know if he can flourish in New York. That's the question. Well, that that is one of the that. questions I have. Also, he doesn't have to be an ace if you think about it. He doesn't have to I'm be an throw, ace. I'm going to throw this phone out the window. I can't stand this technology. Yeah, I, I swear to God. It. I don't know. One thing See, rings. I can't stand off. it. The phone rings, then my laptop rings, and if I don't have my glasses on, I hit the wrong button <laughs> to silence it. I'm going to put my fist through this freaking stuff soon. I can't stand this technology. <laughs> is it I that can't or, stand it. Is it that or is Game 4 really, really getting it? No, no, that bothered me. That bothered me. But with the Mets, Snell would have to be the ace. With the Yankees, he won't. And that's where the Yankees have an advantage. And I'm not trying to make this about the Yankees. I'm just saying I think Snell's a better fit there because he could fit in nicely as a number two behind Garrett Cole and be asked to do a little bit less, where with the Mets, he's going to have to be the horse. Look, nobody's going to argue what type of pitcher he's been. I mean, two-time Cy Young Award winner. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been signed on yet. Somebody will sign him. It's just a matter of how much it's going to take to get him. And and look, obviously there are moves the Mets can make to be better. I just don't think any of them are going to make them good enough to get to where they ultimately want to be and where fans want them to be, and that is a legitimate World Series contender. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. Our friends at Town Fair Tire remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Joe is in Clark, New Jersey. Joe? Yeah, what's up, guys? I've been on hold here. Just every minute I get more miserable. More, I, I, I can't take it, man. I can't take it. Give me a minute to thank guys. You know me. You know, I I, I know I'm always miserable, Sal. But I root for the Jets and the Mets. I go from the, from yesterday, the Jets story, to this. It's just, it's, just, it's just a disgrace. I got to see Steve Cohen out there yesterday. Him and some other owners giving $3 billion for the Lyft tour. Then I got to hear that we have $4 million left to spend. That is such a bad look, man. Let me, who's the PR people that work for the Mets. What a disgrace. I mean, that, the, the Mets fans don't want to see that, that he's giving $3 billion to the, to the, to the Lyft tour, and I can't get a DH? Guys, I've wanted a DH for five years. Ever since well, John Rob could be a DH. Oh he hits it pretty far. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at our DH. Is J.D. Davis, the Bob Smith, the, oh, well, we've never had All right, a Robinson DH. Cano. I no, I, I get it, but Joe, let me ask you. So who, 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 who's the DH you want? I want Soler. He's still young. Me, me too, me too. Me too. How much? Is that going to ruin? Is that going to ruin Cohen? Can he sell a red? Yeah, but how much better? How much better are they going to be? He spent eight hundred million on a. He spent eight hundred million on a statue. He can't spend five million on a damn hitter. I mean, it's like a Dollar Tree. I call him Dollar Tree Dave. David Sure, I just think Dollar Tree Dave. All he does is sign guys I never heard of the minor league contract. That's all we got. Mm. I mean, give me a break. He's a small-time guy. He doesn't know how to deal with the big city. I mean, I can't take this, Sal. I'm sorry. I'm well, he's from here, so. But he, but he is from here. Why is next year 
next year going to be so great, Sal. Next year, all we're going to I didn't say next year is going to be so great. I, I, I don't know. No, and thank you for the call, Joe. And we appreciate you hanging passion, out. We appreciate Joe. the passion, as always. I think there is overly negative um, vibes when it comes to Joe. And, and I understand why I get it, Jeff Van, Matt Van. You have to just think about this differently for a second. Now, I can't guarantee that next year is going to be any better. They better go out there and spend big. My my issue is, okay, I want Solaire too. But ultimately, is he in isolation going to make that much of a difference on this team? Make it better well, to watch, more fun to watch. Yeah, can I? It's funny. Well, first, let me answer you directly. Um, I think he'd make enough of a difference where I guess I'll say yes, but I, I'm, I'm not all in on the yes. I get it. So I said this when Sal was out yesterday, whether it's Martinez, even Turner before he signed. Mm-hmm. All right. You look at the the player that you're importing. His OPS is this. You know, his runners in scoring position hits that. All, all the pertinent stats. His war is this, mm-hmm. right? Where would he hit in the lineup? That's that's the main value, of course. But, like, can you imagine Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez? And I guess Soler as well. But they're older, so that's why I, I point to them. Being on the backfields first couple of weeks down in, in Port St. Lucie, talking shop or sitting around the, uh, on a stool in the dugout in their flip-flops, right? Him talking to Beatty, him talking to Mauricio when he's cut, mm-hmm. when he's back and healthy, them at the batting cage, them watching film together. Like it's one thing to have a, a coach do it; it's another thing to have a peer, like a, a, a current player, one who's older. And I don't know. I, I think there's the stuff that you can quantify, like the OPS and the baseball metrics. But the value for this Mets team, who does have a lot of young players, I, I think having somebody like JD or Turner, but it's too late for that would have been immeasurable because it would accelerate the growth and the you know the the acumen and and the just the overall database of young hitters. I think that people forget that. How about then if it's not just about on the field and I think Solaire's the best option out there but I really don't even him like how much better is he going to make them? Make it more fun, more exciting, sure, better bat, legit bat, but they're really not going to be that much better. They're not that good to begin with. What about Joey Votto? A guy who you could have one year, probably cheap. I think Jimmy. I'm okay with that. And and the reason being, now, I don't like Joey Votto, the player. To be honest with you, I never have. Yeah, he's an interesting player. Well, he's going to walk all the time. I want a guy who actually wants to swing the bat and and do damage. It's like Vogelback all over. Yeah, right. Exactly. Only better, but you know what I mean. Yes. So, production-wise, he's not going to give you what Soler could give. But you get him, maybe, I think Duquette floated this out there on either baseball or Matatsov. Let's say under that, eight million, whatever. Oh, jeez. One year, eight, sure. eight, ten mil, whatever. And you're getting a guy with unquestioned leadership, veteran presence. Yep. Maybe he could do more good to the what I think is a rotten core of this team. I like it. Maybe he could do more to to help him out. I like it. Not sexy. Not, not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible at all. I'd take him on the Yankees as well. Because most of the Yankees bench players are young. I would take him. He could be an asset in a different way. I know you want the power to back up Pete. I'm just thinking, you know, uh-huh. I, I, dude, the problem is that they're in. The, the reality is, and Met fans don't want to acknowledge this, the reality is they're not any good and they're far from being good. And they identified this last year at the deadline when they said, it's not just about this year, we have major issues yep. here. And I'm sure back then it was Epler and Cohen having the conversation. And then Stearns comes in, it's a whole new vision, different guy. Now he's going to assess what they have. But I would be willing to bet that they had that conversation and said, we're not close to where we need to be. This is how we need to get there. 
trade these guys, sunk cost, let's get back some prospects. The more prospects we bring in, the better chance we have of hitting. If you bring in five, maybe you hit on two of them. Stockpile the younger assets. You could field a team that could be somewhat competitive, mm-hmm. but this is the only way out because right now they're just not good enough. Like, give me the moves that are possible that can make this team a, a team that could compete with the Braves on any level, or even forget about the Braves legitimately for a World There's Series. There's none, and and this came up in the first hour. There are right. none, but not 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 for one through one sixty two, but. There is a move or two that, in the course of a short series, even though the Braves would be right. monstrous favorites, I'm going to. Uh, so I would push back a little bit, though. I certainly see your I point. So the first car that I ever had, oh, what a piece of junk! <laughs> eighty-five Chevy Cavalier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And nineteen eighty-five Chevy Cavalier was white, and I had to pimp it up a little bit because it just <laughs> didn't have the style factor, right? See, I, uh, think I like so, this analogy. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And it's still a Cavalier, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I paid, you know, I forget exactly how much, but I had this, uh, I think it was Blaupunkt, um, one of those, like, five-disc uh, CD changers right. that, that was, like, in the trunk where you put the disc, but you had the remote. Yeah. It was pretty It was pretty, pretty advanced for the yeah. mid-'90s, right, at that point. And I had, like, these white, oh, God, it looked like Cheech and Chong, now that I think about it. These, like, white plastic things that I snapped on the windshield wipers. And I don't know. I had all these other tricks. Right. I wasted money is what right. I'm saying to make it look good. Don't you think I would have been better served just saving that money, maybe working harder or getting some other money and getting a better car? So maybe the analogy is don't just throw on, you know, a stupid speaker that's still not going to change the price of the car with the blue book because it's, it's a wreck or anything aesthetically. Save your money for next year well, that's, and get a better car. That's kind of what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, I love that analogy like because that. I do think it applies here where they could throw some money <clears throat> at their problem for this year and field a better team with Snell or Chapman or Bellinger. Yeah. But ultimately, those moves, while they would make them incrementally better this year, maybe significantly better this year, long-term, it's not the, it's still a Cavalier. Would you like to know the final fate of that 85 Chevy Cavalier? Uh, of course, uh, I ignored my dad's, um, you know, first uh, request and then ultimately demands. You know, you got to change the oil. You got to do oh, it. Just boy, ignored everything. Yeah. And it conked out, going to a baseball game over the George Washington Bridge. A Tappan Zee Bridge, pardon me, Tappan Zee. And the only reason I got over is because it, it pretty much conked out right at the apex of the bridge. So I was able to put it in neutral and oh funnel down basically God. to the resident. Long story short, I have a buddy had to come pick me up. Car, never stole the car again. <laughs> and let's just hope Over 100,000 miles? Oh, yeah, it was, oh, it was a train wreck. Let's just hope that the Mets season doesn't peter out over the bridge in July. It, even if it does for a season... I still think because they didn't try to quick fix it, yeah, it has a chance to have sustained success. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. We'll come back, have more of your calls. Also have Andrew Dice Clayton. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tickets to give away as well. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Brady Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. Did you see the Nets last night? I mean, how pathetic. I actually feel sorry for the Brooklyn Net fans because they've got the biggest um, B word in back. I don't even know if I can say it or not, but I'll be, yeah. I'll be nice. It's my first day back in Ben Simmons. And they, you know, they got to watch him as he's out again. And then they give the Durant a video tribute, which is embarrassing oh boy. in itself. All right, call right now. Be caller number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. It's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win a pair of tickets. The Andrew Dice Clay at Carnegie Hall on February 15th. Plus, you qualify for the grand prize, a ticket upgrade to Dice Clay and a $100 gift card for Valentine's Day. The hundo. Oh, from our friends at Live Nation. To purchase tickets, visit LiveNation.com. Listen again tomorrow at the same time for another chance to win. You know, I heard BT, the Dice Man, was a fan of the show. What do you mean? He's a fan of a show. Our a show. Bible show? Yeah, I heard that. He liked the energy. Dice Man wanted to maybe come back next week. You know, it's funny. He did, um, we could put it out there, right? We can say this. I guess. I'm yeah. going to say it. I'm not even asking. I'm just going to say it. So we do the show. I mean, I think you've offended him uh, potentially worse. Wow. No. No, but the, uh, the baseball. Yeah. They, they seem uh, to be uh, over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They actually reached out to Hoff, and he's like, hey, he's like, I like those guys. Good energy. Really? Actually, I think he said great energy. Yeah. And he wants to come back. He invited himself to come back. Yeah, maybe, because he just, he, maybe because he just took over the show for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I go in there with those guys and talk. I was you like, know, yeah. His real motivation is he's going to just come back and just hit me with it all the time. He's going to crush me on the air. He's like, oh, I see what that little punk ass did. Oh, he got me with the face drop joke. Watch. Yeah, I love him. Is- Let me come back. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Ends my career. That would be incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Awesome. BT and Sal, the fail. We'll get back to your calls in a second, though. But isn't that pathetic with the Nets? Like, think about it. A tribute well, to the guy who, come on, dude, yeah. KD embarrassed you. Yeah, but you know what? To me, you know, Kevin Durant plays hard, and Kevin Durant's amazing, and I've got less of an issue with KD. The Simmons stuff, and I know they're two totally different yeah. things. I mean, Ben Simmons, the, I know, again, you're out for a few days, but he comes back, he has a triple-double, right? right? And now, he's of course, out he's again. out. I know. But he said when he was checking in, you know, you told his teammates, you know yeah. what time it is. Oh, That's yeah. the quote. You know what time it is. Yeah, like, okay. I'm back. What time you it is. You loser. Yeah. Oh, come on. Just have a little self, excuse me, self-awareness. And so, don't, don't you think the teammates should be like, yo, you know what time it is. Ben's ass is on the bench again. Yeah, there must be that time. You played, you hurt again. That's come what on. time it is. Oh, I, I've got, Durant is interesting where because he's so amazing and he's an all-time, you know, I, listen, I can, I don't know. I don't know that everybody would agree with this, but if I say to you at his absolute, you know, the apex of his prime, take one score and you need a bucket from any level against any defender, I honestly might take Kevin Durant. Right, but he was still a bad net. It's the, to me, well, not even equivalent because he's such a better player than Carmelo, but we don't like Carmelo for a reason. He was not a good Nick. Correct. He didn't give effort. He thinks he's better than he is. Durant... 
when he was here, like one would argue, and maybe not even against, he's the he he is the architect of the most embarrassing days of a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah, but how much could he control, and what couldn't he control? Like he was always, I believe, it was the hamstring, right? Remember, I mean, if that if he's he's six inches away, he's not even six inches, he's like less than a half of that from. You know, that three-pointer is going to be a two, it's a three. Like, at least Kevin Durant had some moments. Like, the Kyrie stuff Well, he brought Kyrie all over here, the, though. I, no, I know. Well, not really. But they ran it's kind you, of the other way around. They ran, well, whatever. He, Kevin but, followed Kyrie. But he wanted to team up with Kyrie. He, absolutely, the they did. They Kevin wanted to come to the Knicks. Kyrie did not. And Kyrie basically, this is the short version, Kyrie basically said, convinced him, let's go play for the Nets. That's the short version. If this happened no with, problem the, with Kevin Durant. If this happened with the Knicks, you'd want them to give KD a tri- uh, video tribute? Well, I'm not saying that I wanted the Nets to do it. Like, if they didn't do it, I'd have no issue with it. It's not enough of an issue. It doesn't bother me. Like, he, his stint wasn't successful, but it wasn't egregious or or he didn't ruin it himself. Like, again, yeah. he got hurt. It was a it was an oddly constructed team. The Kyrie stuff, that was, that was a tough dynamic. The coaching stuff, it, it didn't work out. But the guy was the guy's amazing. Yeah. And if he was such a great player like he thinks he is, yeah. then maybe he would have won one with OKC. But well, you don't think he's a great player? Honestly. I, I do, but I, I'd respect him a lot more if he actually took a team by himself to a championship. Not just by himself, but as the lead dog. Well, Not yes. joining on yes. a 70-win team. Well, I mean, especially joining the team that beat you the previous yeah, year. That's what I mean. That's, and it's even worse. The, the, no. So, Imagine yeah. David Ortiz joined the Yankees before the Yankees I mean, collapsed up 3-zip. I can't beat yeah, him. Then, know, I'm going to come play for you. I'd then, be like, come on, we take you, but you're know, a big poppy, right, but taking, you know what I mean. Taking bows for the ring. Or, or like Patrick going to join on the Rockets. Yeah. After the 94 finals. Like, give me a break. Yeah. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. Back to your calls on the Mets. Frank is in White Plains. What's up, Frank? Oh, guys, thank you very much for taking my call. Hey, Sal, I, I'm a huge fan of yours, guys. I watch you on SNY and everywhere, but please, please, Sal, stop calling Steve Cohn, King, and, and, and I did. Uh, Uncle and all the garbage. You know something, Steve? You feel sorry for Brooklyn Nets, right? You should be feel sorry for myself and yourself that we are. Uh, I almost cursed. <laughs> that I, we we are the Met fans. You know something? You don't have a DH. You don't have a, a pitcher, starting pitcher, to take the lead. You don't have a third base. They couldn't listen. We going into the season and what? Are we going to say? Oh, two twenty five. We're going to be fine because this year is washed. How the summer is going to go without watching the baseball, man? No, you can watch the Yankees. I mean, watch the Yankees, Frank, and thank you for the call. We appreciate your passion. Make sure you have Apple and all the other streaming services to always watch the Yankees. You watch the Mets because you're a fan of the team, and you're going to root for them to exceed expectations. How did it go last year when the expectations were World Series or bust? It, it, it was a total flop, so they could do the same thing again this year, and it'll actually be better than it was last year because of the expectations. You, you watch because that's your team. Oh, of course. Can I tap into something that's come up a few times on the show? There's like the psychology of a fandom, uh, of fandom and of a fan. And one of the things that, that is unique about me is that because I'm a Yankee fan, yeah, I think in the eyes of some, and it's come up, you know, offsets the Jet stuff, whereas the whole unkillable stuff, maybe I'm – I'm, I'm delusionally optimistic or hopeful because the Yankees side usurps the, if I was a Mets fan, it would just be all doom and gloom like Beningo and sometimes Evan, you know, more Joe. You, I think you guys know what I mean. So I would submit that if I was a Mets fan instead of a Yankees fan while still being a Jets fan, 
I think that I would absolutely detest the Mets. Like the I would the Mets would bother as if I was a fan. The Mets would bother me more than the Jets. And that's a odd, that's an odd thing to say. The problem when your baseball team is not good is that you can't escape it. It is a laborious nightly existence. Right. Now if you choose to I watch know, I've it, I've lived it a lot. Yeah, I know. And you watch it. You don't tap out. I respect it. Some people do, and they're no. not, you know, not, not all in. Okay, that's fine. I'm not here to judge the degree of fandom. But being a Mets fan, it's I think it's more painful than the Jets. And the Jets are more the butt of a joke nationally. And uh, the Jets, uh, the butt fumble, uh, this, uh, Rich Coat tied up, Laird Thomas, uh, the fake spike. I think it's harder being a Mets fan because mm, it's I mean, longer. Yeah, I don't know, but the Mets have also won a World Series in in recent history, but, maybe 30, 40 years ago now. But it's yeah, still yeah. But here's the it I took hear place you. in the eighties as and, opposed to the sixties. But that's true. That's definitely true. But there's a lot of fans who didn't. You know, Evan doesn't remember watching the eighty six yeah. Mets. So oh, I, I mean, for him, that doesn't apply. Well, and you barely been, remember watching the eighty six Mets because you were born in nineteen seventy nine. But I've also seen them in two World Series. We've seen win. And we've seen well, the Jets in multiple AFC Championship not games. Su- not a Super Bowl. No, that, that that's true. The the one thing though, plus the owner right now with the Mets, I'd take him over anybody. And by the way, I did. I haven't called him King Cohen in the while. No, so you haven't. You've yeah. taken. No, that, I that said is, on the air after they missed out on Yamamoto, I can no longer. Call you took him it back, yeah. and hopefully you get back to All it. Right. But you know, we, we hit a little pause on that. The thing about when the Jets are horrendous is that, and you tell me if I'm wrong, when the Mets are bad, you probably extract no enjoyment from baseball. You don't bet baseball with the same vigor. Yeah, you watch the Yankees for your job, but you don't take pleasure when, you know, a judge hits a three-run bomb walk-off or whatever. You're doing it to to do your job. Mm -hmm. You don't really enjoy watching the Dodgers. Like, watching other baseball teams play well is not the same as watching other football teams play well. So the Jets stink, which is almost all the time. You know, you could still parachute into fantasy football. Not that you can't do fantasy baseball, but it's not the same energy. Fantasy football. I get it. Bet more games. Watch the Chiefs. Watch the Niners. You know, watch the Bills. Watch Burrow when he's healthy. It's just, I don't know. When the Mets are bad, it's like you're trapped. It's 162 games of death sentence. So the Right. Football's easier to watch nationally or other teams, out-of-town teams, as opposed to baseball. The one thing I will say that is frustrating about this Mets team in particular is the expectations were raised when the owner took over. And you lived like that for a few years. Mm. And now it's back to... Got a little taste. Yeah, exactly. Prior to that, you didn't know. But when you get a little taste, you want more. Yeah, I know this is for the greater good, but I also understand completely why Mets fans are upset. On the other side, we'll talk to Nick Costos. He feels strongly about the Dan Campbell stuff. I can't wait to get into that with Costos. Uh, reacting to the decisions that Campbell made on Championship Sunday. We'll look ahead. We'll look back. We'll have a lot of fun with Costos on the other side. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan on the line right now is the host of You Better, You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Nick, it's almost depressing in a way that we've got one football game left for the year is there a little bit of a letdown from you after champion? Like me personally, there is after Championship Sunday. You feel a letdown knowing that we got one more game left, and it's not even this weekend. Yeah, I would say, and always great to be on with you guys. It's like the yin and yang, and I'll answer the question like selfishly because I'm the one that's answering the question. I'll answer it personally. Uh, football's my favorite sport. It's been my favorite thing since I was a little kid. I absolutely love it. I like it more than all the other sports combined. Also, it's by far my busiest time of year. I basically work like, it's not a complaint, like I love my job. I work like six and a half days a week during football season. So, you know, once the Super Bowl's over, my, my life gets a lot easier. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I would say once we're through the end, NCAA tournament in March and April rolls around, I'm probably going to be yearning for like a crappy Thursday night football game to bet on and play fantasy football and DFS for. So the itch will probably start for me in April. But uh, yeah, I I can't say I'm terribly happy to see it go because I get some of my personal life back. You see, I'm ready for it to go. And that doesn't mean I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean I don't love football. You know, I'm sure you guys have been asked this question as well. Just, you know, whether it's somebody writing an article or an interview, whatever about your career. Hey, what's your favorite sport to talk about and, and to cover? And one of the things, and my stock answer, and I mean this for about the last 10 years or so, has been whatever season it is. It's almost like this internal quarterback clock where as I get to the end of football season, I'm truly ready for it to end. I want more. I want the Big East tournament. I want March Madness. I want spring training. I want the Masters in April down at Augusta. Like, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm ready seamlessly. Let's go. Let's play the Super Bowl. Football's over till the draft. That's yeah, it. And, uh, and tough to disagree with that, BT. And just like from my perspective, like talking about sports betting every day, hours a day, right? February is kind of a, I actually think, a pretty underrated like sports month. And everyone's obviously coming off the Super Bowl and nothing crazy is happening. There's no playoffs going on. The NCAA tournament's still a month away. But you've got a million NBA games once you get through the All-Star break. A million NHL games. College basketball starts to become like m- more into focus, obviously, as we head towards conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. In March, you get the NCAA tournament. In April, you get the NFL draft and the start of the NHL and the NBA playoffs and baseball starts. So yeah, like I I, I agree with you. There's a lot of exciting things coming up in sports, but like I would be lying, just me personally. September to February for me is the absolute best. I I really like everything else, not the way I love the National Football League and covering the NFL. Yeah, I'm with you. We're talking with Nick Costos, of course, host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Same thing for me. I love the baseball season. I love the different sports throughout the 
the year. But once September starts, you got football, you got baseball playoffs. That's as good as it gets. And for me now, in February, like this is it. After Championship Sunday, you got two weeks of inactivity before one glorified exhibition game that means the world. And then after that, nothing for a while. So uh, it is a little bit, uh, a little bit sad at the very least. All right, before we look ahead and talk about some of the coaching changes, Nick. Let's just recap what happened on Championship Sunday. I didn't have a big problem with Dan Campbell uh, going for it the second time. I did have a problem not kicking the field goal or trying to kick the field goal to go up 17. I know you have some strong thoughts about the way Dan Campbell coached that game on Sunday. Yeah, I I thought he absolutely did the right thing. Um, In fact, I think he didn't take it far enough. Uh, I would have gone for the touchdown at the end of the first half when he kicked the field goal to go up 17. Um, And and that one's like a little debatable, I think. And look, like he was not without his faults in the game. Like the the run on third and goal at the end and having to burn the timeout was inexcusable. Like that's... That's Stupid. Like, honestly, like, that's like a Joe Judge would have done that. Like, Freddie Kidd, like, Rich Kotite would have done that. Like, that is as bad as it gets. It's a, it's a zero out of ten. But, like, it's, it's just, it's like the, the take the points crowd out there that's like, oh, well, just take, because it's what Bill Parcells would have done. Well, Tom Landry would have sent out the field goal unit. Like, guys, it's, it's, it's 2024 now. Like, it's, it's okay to evolve. And this idea that, oh, you just take the points. I, I, I said this on my show this week. It's like there's an app on your phone, the Take the Points app. And when you're a head coach and it's fourth and two at the 31, you actually, guys, I don't know if you know this, you actually don't have to send the field goal unit out. There's no sap, there's no kick, it doesn't have to get blocked, it doesn't have to miss. You click the button on the Take the Points app and you just get three points. You get the points, you just get them. You don't actually have to kick, you get the points. Or, and hear me out, the kicker could miss. And the Lions kicker, Michael Badgley, the money badger as he calls himself, he's terrible. The Lions know he's terrible. And we can have a conversation. Why is he on the team? Why is Brett Maher kicking for the Rams? Why is the lesser Carlson brother, Andrews Carlson, kicking for the Packers? Maybe it's a place-kicking uh, place issue. That I don't know. But what I do know is this. If you're really, for all the fools out there that are like, oh my god, oh my god, how could, how could, what am I going to say to my little son that Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down? Really? You want Michael frickin' Badgley deciding whether or not you go to the Super Bowl. And by the way, on that first fourth down play, the fourth and two, Josh Reynolds has the ball in his hands and he drops it. I bet you if they convert, no one's saying, no one's saying boo about anything. Yeah. I'm so. with you, by the way. That's the first thing that I said the next day after the game. They had an interception. They dropped it. They had a chance to down San Francisco at the one on a touchback. They got sloppy with their footwork. Boom. It's, it's a touchback instead of at the one. I, I wonder, though, <clears throat> Nick, if the... The pushback, because it was it was loud, was almost amplified because it's the Lions, uh, synonymous with a losing franchise. Like that's one of the most gut wrenching losses, certainly of our lifetime. Do you think that the fact that it was Detroit, who's been uh, quiet since 1957, had anything to do with it? Um, I w- I would say no, only because and I'll and I'll and look like both are. Both are better, like games that I've lost money on. Uh, the NFC Championship game 10 years ago with the Packers and the Seahawks. Green Bay, a seven-point dog in that game. I think we talked about this game when I was in studio with you guys a couple weeks ago. That's the Brandon Bostic game when yep. Green Bay absolutely like urinated down its leg and lost that game to Seattle. Like, I... You know, the Packers got criticized that entire offseason. So, like, maybe because it's Detroit a little bit. I'll say this, like, the whole, like, Lions are losers narratives. Like, really? You think that team, that's a loser team? The offensive coordinator's coming back. Like, they're in a division that they will be, the like, the favorite in next year with Green Bay on the come, obviously. But Detroit's better than Green Bay. Uh, I, I think Detroit could easily be back there next season. And, you know, we talked about this, guys, um, like a month ago, right, or, or around then. Would you fire Brian Dable? 
to hire Bill Belichick? And my answer was no, and I laid out a bunch of reasons why. Um, If you asked me, would you fire Brian Dable right now and I get Dan Campbell, I'm like knocking over women and children to like push the button to say yes to get Dan Campbell in. I think I think he might be the best coach in the league. I absolutely love it. I love the aggression on fourth down. That's what you should want. People should want that. Not like to be sexually aroused by sending like the field goal. You like grow up. Uh, don't you think though, Nick? And I would have hit the take the points button, and it does get me aroused thinking about it. Taking yeah. the, taking the points. We're talking about Nick Costa. You just get them, by the way. Yeah. You don't well, have to kick. You just I, get the points. I understand that, but don't you think? that certain game situations, like I admit that I'm mostly conservative. However, I have evolved and understand the aggression in certain spots. Don't you, and I'll give you an example. I don't know if we talked about this, I forget, but in the Buffalo game where they relied on Bass to tie the game, I thought that was actually idiotic by McDermott because you're thinking about who's on the other bench. Like if you go for it, I know it was fourth and eight. I think you, I think you got that one. I, I do think you have to kick that. Right. And like, I think, you, but like to your point, even if Bass makes that kick, Mahomes has a yeah. minute 40 and two timeouts. That, that's and exactly lose. right. So you're, yeah. so I'm thinking I can't beat this team. I have an opportunity to go for the throat. I know it's fourth and eight, but am I going down with Josh Allen and my offense or taking the chance that the best case scenario, this Nimrod kicker actually makes this kick and I still give it over to Patrick Mahomes with a minute 40. So that's I know that's extreme, but I'm just showing you that I'm open to the thought process of going for it. And I thought McDermott made a mistake. However, with Campbell, you're up two scores. I get that going for fourth and two, you're trying to put the foot on the throat further. However, if you take the safer of the two options potentially, and I know that things could go wrong, but let's say you do make the field goal, which you know has a decent percentage as well, you're going up three scores. Like the situation there, not just the fourth and two and the the aggressive nature, you're up already two touchdowns. If you tack on those three, you're up three scores. That's a huge difference. Yeah, the way way I look at it is Detroit, and I will bring a betting market into the conversation here, and people can scoff at this. And, And another way to think of it would be, ask yourself this question, which team's better, the Niners or the Lions? Like, Obviously, San Francisco's better. So Detroit is a seven and a half point underdog in the game, and they're on the road. I think in situations like that, when you are a big underdog, you're on the road. I think like you have to go for the jugular. I I had no issue with it. And and the thing with going for it. So let's say Reynolds catches that pass right now, like one, and he should have by the way, because the ball's in his hands. Like one of three things happen. Either the Lions, like, but or one definitely does. A, you you take more time off the clock. B, maybe you score a touchdown, and like the game's probably over at that point and see if you have to kick a field goal now you're closer and you feel better about it so like I I get it the whole idea to send them out like make it a three score game I will always kind of err on the side of aggression and like it that offense has been nails all season it's not fourth and 11 like it was a fourth and two like they should have had the first down the receiver had the ball in his hands mm-hmm. like to me this is a mo- it's a moot point I kind of think that we all collectively need to like get past well like what would Chuck Knoll have done <laughs> It's a while ago. Talking to Nick Costas, BT and Sound on the fan. So, obviously, a lot of the energy with Campbell's decisions. Uh, how surprised are you? And I don't mean, you know, since the season ended, but now that the coaching cycle is over, that McCarthy has a job, Sirianni has a job, and Vrabel does not. Yeah, so I, I, I'm surprised a little bit. But I think the reason makes a like a, if you think about like why he doesn't have a job, it starts to make sense. Um, and the reason is is that he doesn't play nice in the sandbox. Um, like 
Brian Callahan, who is named the coach of the Titans, right? Bill Callahan's son, the former Raiders coach. Um, when he had his introductory press conference, uh, Titans GM Ran Carthon, by the way, son of Maurice Carthon, hmm. former Giants great. Oh, wow. Who, uh, who dropped the pass in the 1990 touchdown pass back, in the 1990 yeah, sure. NFC Championship game in San Francisco. I thought my dad and grandfather were both going to have Wait, was that the game? That was the game. Uh, no, that wasn't the game Roger Craig, Craig fumbled. That was is the game. It, it is the game. Craig okay, fumbled. gotcha. Keep going. That is the game that gotcha. Roger Craig fumbled. So Ran Carthon says in the post game press conference, or not the post game, the introduction introductory press conference. And I, I don't know if I'm going to get it exactly right, but something to the extent of there's a big difference like hunting next to someone and hunting with someone. The point being that Mike Vrabel did his own thing and like alienated basically everyone in the organization. And now there's going to be like a lot of collaboration with, with Brian. And I, I'm not saying Brian Callahan's going to succeed. Yeah. Just saying like, I think that quote and everything you read and where there's smoke, there's fire is that Mike Vrabel turns a lot of people off with his abrasive personality and he's a control freak. Now, I think he's a badass coach. Like next, next cycle, like he can like probably tell owners, you know, I've learned from my mistakes. I think he'll probably get another job at some point. But I think like, that's the answer to the question. Like, why didn't Mike Vrabel get a job this year? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If it was it Brian, Brian, I think this this Callahan guy's got a better chance uh, getting the auto parts, uh, the brake pads <laughs> yeah. back than uh, being a better coach than Vrabel. <laughs> uh, Vrabel's he fantastic. Have, he, he, I think Vrabel's a great Fantastic. Guy. So I'll say this about Vrabel. Let's see what Ryan Day does this year at Ohio State. I know it's not like a college football thing. Vrabel, I, I think Mike Vrabel might be the next head coach of Ohio State when it's all said and done. Wow, what interesting. A, what about Dan Quinn, Nick? He is the new head coach coach of the Commanders. I think it's a good thing for the New York Giants and anybody else in the NFC East. Uh, you know, where I stand on Quinn, what do you think is him uh, as a head coach the second go-around? Yeah, I think it's, you know, let's see who his offensive coordinator is. I, I think, like, if you're, this is not obviously like a Commanders or Redskins, whatever. It's not like a Commanders audience here. I think it's really uninspired. I think it's a really tough sell. You go from, like, an older retread defensive coach to another older retread defensive coach. Doesn't mean he can't succeed. I mean, Rivera went to a Super Bowl of Carolina and that did nothing in Washington. Uh, you know, Quinn went to a Super Bowl with Atlanta. Like, let, let's see how he does. It feels to me like they had all their eggs in the Ben Johnson basket, the offensive coordinator for Detroit. And, like, something's going to come out. That story does not add up. Makes no sense where everyone I talk to, people that are usually right, everyone was saying, like, it was a, an open secret for weeks that Ben Johnson was going to be the head coach of the Commanders, and then he's not. So it feels to me pretty clearly like Dan Quinn was the Oh bleep, like we just lost our our plan A, now he's the plan B. Doesn't mean he can't succeed, but I mean, yeah, if you're a Giants fan, I think you got to feel pretty good about that hire for well, Washington. Well, real quick, what do you think it was? Money with Ben Johnson? Um, you know, I I guess like money is usually the answer to that question. So, so yeah, I I I don't know kind of made, made, they made it like he's a hero now. Oh, I'm staying in Detroit. I got unfinished business bullcrap. If you were yeah. offered Enough money or the, to be a head coach. I mean, you're taking it. So uh, something was awesome. Could have been a power up. thing. Yeah. yeah, and they have the second pick in the draft, so he'll get like a quarterback like to build around. Yeah. Um, and remember, like last year, he could have gotten a job also. So it's two years now that he's kind of kicked the can down the road. I, I kind of – something's up, and I don't know what it is. Next and, but coach of the Jets. It's possible. Next it's coach of the Jets. Ben Johnson. Yeah, let's go. That's well, let's see. Well, we've got to see what your GM wants to do. Aaron Rodgers. Does Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we'll, we will confer with uh, with the boss, and we'll get back to you on that. Thank you, Nick. We'll look you forward to talking to you next week. Good job, Where's buddy. Minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. I'll talk to you next week from Vegas, guys. <laughs> yeah, right, dude, looking let's forward go. to it. There you have it. The host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 